Welcome to the 80s Arcade Podcast. Here's your host, Bob Johnson. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the 80s Arcade Podcast. I'm your host, Bob Johnson. This episode's game is Mappy. Description. You are Mappy, the brave most policeman. Mappy's mission is to retrieve all the stolen treasure from the Muskies cat gang. They stashed all the loot in their leader's mansion, which contains several floors and numerous trampolines that the Muskies like to use to travel between stories. Mappy must keep away from the cats and collect all items in the house before moving on to the next house. If Mappy is caught by a cat, he loses a life. Mappy also loses a life if he crashes to the floor by breaking through a trampoline or falling into a pitfall. When all of Mappy's lives are lost, the game is over. Let's start out with a little technical information. Mappy runs on the same hardware as Super Pac-Man, two Motorola M6809 microprocessors running at 1.536 MHz, but modified to support horizontal scrolling. There is conflicting information as to what hardware the game runs on. Arcade-History.com listed as The main CPU is a Motorola M6809 running at 1.536 MHz. The sound CPU is also a Motorola M6809 running at 1.536 MHz. And the sound chip is an Amco 8-channel WSG. While the main ROM lists the main CPU as two Motorola M6809s running at 1.536 MHz, and the sound CPU is a Namco 15XX running at 24 kHz. Both ArcadeHistory.com and MAME's entry for Super Pac-Man match their respective Mappy entries, so that is no help. Does anyone have access to either a Mappy or Super Pac-Man board and knows how to tell the hardware it runs on? If so, let me know, and maybe we can put this mystery to rest. Its resolution is 288 by 224 at 60.6060061 Hz. Two players with a two-way joystick and one button that is used to open and close doors. Release Mappy was released in March 1983 in Japan. Mappy was licensed by Bally Midway and released in June 1983 in North America. Only Wikipedia listed as North America. The ROM listed as U.S. I will call it the U.S. version in general from now on. A few interesting things to note about the U.S. release. First, the U.S. version says Namco Presents and not Bally Midway Presents. Second, the Bally Midway Parts and Operating Manual has the date of April 1983. Finally, the only changes I can see that Bally Midway did was change the names of Namco and Muskies to Goro and Miowski respectively. Based on these three things, it seems likely that Bally Midway was hoping to capitalize in the U.S. on the popularity of the game in Japan. Sadly, this was not meant to be. Even to this day, many people have not heard of the game Mappy. Sequel There is an arcade sequel, Hopping Mappy, released in 1986. It was only released in Japan. Trivia Mappy is likely derived from Mappo, a Japanese slang term, which is slightly insulting, for a policeman. Namco is not only a play on Namco, but also comes from Nyanko, the Japanese equivalent of kitty cat. Easter eggs. 
To activate the first Easter egg, do the following. First, enter service mode. Next, keep the joystick pressed left to make the screen scroll left until the grid covers the entire screen. Third, press the service switch three times, the one that adds a credit, not the one to enter service mode. This is the 9 key in main by default. Finally, keep the door button pressed and enter the following sequence. The joystick left four times, player one start button six times, joystick left three times, and finally, player two start. The text Circle C 1983 Namco will appear on the screen. However, this text is composed of characters, all made using grids, with each pixel in the grid being the number zero. So for example, the letter N in Namco is created using a five wide by seven tall grid with each pixel being the number zero. To activate the second Easter egg, do the following. First, play the game and reach the third bonus round, the one after round 10. Press the door key three times, the player one start button three times, and the player two start button three times. After the score of the bonus round is shown, this text will be added at the bottom of the screen. Circle C, 1983, Namco, all rights reserved. This will be in a normal font. Mappy was the first game from Namco to include the message, all rights reserved, on the title screen. Different versions. There is a Japanese version and a North American version, or possibly only U.S. version. Marquee. Mappy has an unusually large marquee measuring 22 inches wide by 16 and a half inches tall, mounted on a light box on top of the main cabinet. The colors of the characters are more simple and solid, with black borders separating each individual shape that the characters are made of. The art itself is nearly identical to the U.S. flyer, with a few exceptions. I will go into more detail about the artwork when I talk about the flyer. Two of the characters are in different places, those being Mappy himself and what I call the Freakout Cat. Mappy is slightly to the left, allowing better placement of a running cat and a little Goro in the house. Freakout Cat is at the bottom of the marquee, just to the right of Mappy, still looking as freaked out as ever. On the marquee, Running Cat, Little Goro, and a Little Mappy are rendered in 8 bits, whereas they are completely drawn in a pastel chalk-like quality on the U.S. Flyer. Flyer There are at least three known versions of the Mappy Flyer, two Japanese and one U.S. or North American one. The U.S. version has on both sides a light blue background with the word MAPPY in all caps with each letter being a different color. From left to right, the colors are a red M, an orange A, a yellow P, a P-colored P, and a light blue Y. All of this is above an orange colored word MAPPY, which is shifted to the right about half a letter width to give a 3D effect. On the front, just below the word MAPPY, is the tagline, the ultimate cat and mouse game. And you know they are serious because the tagline is in all caps. I've got to say that I'm not sure if the person who wrote the text for the flyer even played the game. As we will soon see, according to the flyer, it makes it seem like Mappy is the bad guy and not the good guy. An example is the text below the tagline, which says in part, There is a mouse in the house, and more than one crafty cat on his trail. 
and Bally Midway's big piece of evidence that Mappy is really the bad guy is the last line on the back of the flyer. It reads, Then grab your loot and make a speedy escape. If Mappy were really the good guy, why would he need to grab his loot and then make a speedy escape? Very interesting. I will say that it is possible that Mappy is new to the force and maybe that is why he needs to make a speedy escape. I say this because the drawings of Mappy on both the front and the back of the flyer, he looks confused as heck. On the front, he is looking over his left shoulder at three Meowskis and Goro. The expression on his face can only best be described as WTF? This is all happening in front of the house where the cats have hidden their loot. And on the back of the flyer, he is showing in what must be an action shot of him bouncing off a trampoline. But based on the goofy look on his face, he must have hit his head on the ceiling one too many times. I think Mappy may need to go back to the police academy and brush up on his trampoline bouncing skills. It should be noted that while Mappy has been beating his noggin doing trampoline stunts, the three Meowskis and Goro have followed him to the back of the flyer. And two of the Meowskis are bouncing quite skillfully on the trampolines. Maybe they can give Mappy some lessons. Compared to the previously mentioned marquee, the colors of the artwork look as if they were made with pastel chalks. Many of the individual shapes that make up the characters are not defined with any kind of black border. There is a little more to the flyer, but that can be for another day. I will keep talking about the two Japanese flyers to a much shorter description, but I must say that once again, Mappy is showing mid-trampoline jump on both, and he does not look too well. One too many bonks on the head for sure. Both flyers have the multicolored Mappy in all cap letters, and there are various drawings of Goro and his three Meowskis, or in this case, Yamako and his three Muskies. Both flyers appear to go into greater detail on how to play the game and points scored versus the U.S. North American flyer. One of the flyers looks to really go into detail as there is a lot of text. As I've mentioned before, my Japanese is just a tad rusty, so I can't read any of the kanji or is that hiragana or katakana, but based on the pictures by the text, it looks to be gameplay information. To add to poor Mappy's identity crisis, it must have been some poor intern's first job due to an obvious poor cut and paste job. According to the game's manual, Mappy is not a mouse at all, but is in fact both a ship and a space fighter at the same time. If you don't believe me, check out page 1-10 or physical page 13 of the manual for such headers as bonus ships awarded at the following point values and Determines number of space fighters player begins game with. You may remember just a few minutes ago, I mentioned that Mappy may actually be the crook in this game. In what may be the biggest twist of Mappy's career, I found some pinout notes with a few handwritten notes from Mappy. However, included in what looks to be an official addendum for the game are the settings for Switch B. Under the description for bonus points, it lists one through three culprits, and five culprits. As noted earlier, you can only have one, two, three, or five Mappies, but since you can have four Meowskis, culprit obviously refers to Mappy. Hmm, Mappy, what do you have to say for yourself? Promotional material. I found on eBay a 3D foldout to promote Mappy. It is from Bally Midway and was shipped in what looks to be a postcard size booklet with a sticker to seal it on one end. It is a dark turquoise blue background on both front and back. 
What I would consider the front is the following. On three separate lines are at your Bally Midway distributor now. About halfway down, cutting a diagonal stripe going from lower left to upper right is the name Mappy with the same colors as the marquee. A red M, an orange A, a yellow P, a P green colored P, and a light blue Y. I will say that on the front of the booklet, the second P looks nearly identical in color to the yellow P. Below that, just like the US flyer, is an orange colored word Mappy, which is shifted to the right about half a letter width to give a 3D effect. The text below that again comes from the US flyer, which as I said before, really does not accurately describe the game or the character Mappy. For full disclosure, the text says as follows. In all caps is, the ultimate cat and mouse game. Below that is, there is a mouse in the house, and more than one crafty cat hot on his trail. Open the right doors, and help Mappy flee the felines before the fur flies. I'm not sure what game that describes, but it sure as heck isn't Mappy. Below that is standard copyright information. Flip the booklet over, and what do we have? In the upper left corner, in red lettering, is Bally Midway MFG Co. Below that is Bally's address from 1983, which is 10601 West Belmont Avenue, Franklin Park, Illinois 60131. Below that is the phone number, which I won't mention since it is probably still in use by someone. If you want the phone number, I'm sure it is all over the internet on game flyers. Below that are good and evil, yin and yang, the one and only Mappy and Goro, each holding on to the opposite side of a blank yellow rectangle. Mappy on the left, Goro on the right. Both of them are smiling, Mappy looking super happy and with an evil smirk of a grin. Who will win this battle of the yellow rectangle? Only time will tell. And more importantly, what goes in that yellow rectangle? Some say it is for the address of the arcade operator. Others say it is for nothing so mundane. I will leave it up to you, listener, as to what goes there. Me personally, I'm certain it is for the arcade operator's address, but that's just me. The booklet has one final surprise. When opened, it folds out into a 3D display of part of the game. The display consists of part of a red roofed house with four windows on top. It looks similar to level one, but really is just a general part of a house. There are six 3D parts that stand out in the house. Going from left to right, the first 3D column has a happy, bouncing, or dancing Meowki just above the floor. Below that is what is probably a power door, which is blue, the yellow frame. Moving over one column, on top, but not printed on this 3D part, is a safe. Below that, on the 3D part, is Goro, looking like he is also bouncing, or dancing, but nary a trampoline under either of them. The third column over has above the 3D part, a Meowki running to the left, and on the 3D column is what appears to be a power door that is red with a blue frame. Moving over one more column, on top of, but not on the column, we see an oversized Mappy looking to the right, over his shoulder. Below him, on the column, is a TV. And finally, we arrive at the fifth and final column, which above it, we see a most definitely bouncing Meowki. 
We can tell he is bouncing this time because, lo and behold, there is a yellow trampoline below him flexing. Below that, on the last 3D column, is what looks to be a yellow power door with a red frame. Not surprisingly, the colors for the 3D columns are, from left to right, red, orange, yellow, a dark green, and a dark blue, otherwise known as the Mappy logo colors. The green and blue are most definitely darker than anywhere else I have seen. In front of the first four columns is a light yellow 3D row that states in the upper left corner, Bally Midway. Right below that is the name of the game, Mappy, in all caps and in the same colors as the US Flyer. Audio. Nobuyuki Onagi composed the music to Mappy. As several websites mention, the music seems to be based on the ragtime music style, and a quick listen seems to bear that out. The sound effects are serviceable, but are really drowned up by the music, which is really not the worst thing. Characters The description of the four characters for both the Japanese and the North American version are the same, only the names have been changed. The Japanese version's characters are Mappy, Micropolice. This is you, our hero and defender of justice, the police mouse who is on the case to recover the stolen loot from the enemy cats. Namco, boss, the big bit. He does not chase Mappy, but moves around the house in a zigzag fashion. Muskies, naughty folks. This gang of smaller cats chases and tries to catch Mappy. And finally, Gozenzo, a green coin with Namco's face on it. This appears when Mappy moves throughout the house for a long period of time without retrieving any stolen items or possibly after you've been in the house a long and random time, but after the hurry warning. I have seen both mentioned as to what triggers a Gozenzo. At first it flops from the attic to the floor, then it wakes up and starts rolling and spinning throughout the mansion. Unlike the regular cats, the Gozenzo can kill Mappy in midair. So if it's falling down to a trampoline, don't get caught in the same column, or Mappy will lose a life. The Gozenzo will open doors just like a cat, so finish the mansion and get out quickly. Once it appears, Mappy has little chance of escaping. Two of the North American characters' names are the same, while two are different. First off is Mappy, Micro Police. Second is Goro, Boss the Big Bit. Then Meowki, Naughty Folks. And finally, Gozenzo. There are three kind of doors. Wooden doors. Contrary to what I've found on many, but not all, websites, Mappy does not have to be directly in front of a door to open the door. Mappy only needs to be on the same floor and facing the door in order to open or close a door. As a matter of fact, Replay Burner's long play YouTube video shows that there can be a gap or trampoline between Mappy and a door or a power door, and it will still open. Doors open in the direction of the doorknob. Mappy cannot go through a closed door. You must open it to go through. Meowkees and Goro can open doors if the door opens away from them, or walk through open doors. Anytime that Mappy is in the way of a door when it opens or closes, he will be pushed back by the door. If he bumps into any Meowskis or Goro when he is pushed, he will temporarily stun them, allowing Mappy to pass through them harmlessly. Power doors. These flicker with different colors and are thicker than the ordinary doors. When you press the door button, the door opens and sends a microwave that flushes away Mappy's feline pursuers. 
Meowskis and Goro cannot open power doors, but remember, Gozenzo can. You can only use the microwave of each power door once, but thereafter, it will continue to operate like a normal door and can still be used to your advantage. There are four power doors in each house. Trap doors. These doors are on the floor and disappear when Mappy walks over them, creating a hole in the floor. These are good for both knocking enemies down to the next floor and also stunning them. Be careful, as Mappy will die if he falls through a hole created by these doors. Trap doors do not respawn in the same round if Mappy dies during a round. Levels According to ArcadeClassics.net, there are 256 levels in Mappy, but only 16 distinct levels. These 16 levels go from level 1 through 16, and then repeat continuously, getting harder with each level. They do this 16 times for a total of 256 levels. As I am nowhere near good enough to verify this, I have to take others and the internet's word for this. The display of the level counters in Mappy is a little strange. After level 49, the level symbols in the bottom right corner temporarily stop updating, but the numeric level counters and the high score display both record the proper level. The level symbols then start displaying correctly again at level 100 and continue to display correctly until level 254. Level 255 morphs into level 0, level 1 according to the game. Then the game starts over again and becomes easy again for level 1. The position of the loot is constant throughout every mansion. As we'll see, some of the levels are repeats. However, doors are always in different locations on repeat levels. While it has no effect on gameplay, the roof or roof trimmings will also be different colors on repeat levels. For example, levels 1 and 2 are the same house, but the doors are in different locations and the roof 1 level is red, while the roof on level 2 is green. Level 1 Level 1 starts with one Goro and three Meowskis. The middle column of platforms will be surrounded by two trampolines on the ground level. In addition, the leftmost column will have a single trampoline on the left side, and the rightmost group of platforms will have one trampoline on the right side. While the three Meowskis and Goro chase you around, you will utilize the trampolines and bounce yourself towards the loot. Get all the loot in order to make it to level 2. This is the first house and starts with three Meowskis and Goro. Level 2 Level 2 will again have three main columns in the house. Mappy will need to avoid the single Goro and the three Meowskis around this level. There will still be the ground level trampolines from level 1, but also now, there will be two additional trampolines. There will be a single trampoline over to the far right, on the second level from the top, and on the far left, there is another trampoline, two levels up from the ground level. After level 2, the trampolines are more numerous, and it would probably bore most of you if I described where each and every trampoline was on each level. Level 2 is slightly more difficult than the first board, but not by much. This is a repeat of the first house, starting with three Meowskis and Goro. Level 3, Bonus Round Mappy will start over at the top, far right, and hop down on a trampoline. Move the joystick from left to right through columns, and navigate Mappy towards the red balloons. There will be 16 total balloons to pop. Normally, be careful not to fall through the red trampolines, but sometimes, this is the fastest way to get to the next balloon. You will have until the song ends to complete this stage. Level 4 From level 4 on, the number of Meowskis present on each stage will increase periodically. Starting with level 4, 
you will now have access to the attic level. Although there will never be any loot items hidden within the attic, you can use this platform as a temporary place to hide. This is the second house, and it starts with four Meowskis and Goro. Level 5 The Meowskis and Goro will be moving much more quickly from this point on. This is a repeat of the second house, starting with four Meowskis and Goro. Level 6 There will still be a total of five enemies chasing after Mappy. This is the last board that you will face before the next bonus stage. This is a repeat of the second house, starting with four Meowskis and Goro. Level 7, Bonus Round. This is simply a repeat of level 3. Unlike regular levels, the layout will be exactly the same. If you manage to pop the balloon Goro is hiding behind, you will get 2,000 extra points. Level 8, Now you will have five Meowskis and one Goro lurking within each house. Starting on level 8 and continuing on levels 9 and 10, Bells appear on the furthest edge of the mansion's roof. They can be dropped on the Meowskis and Goro's heads, which will paralyze them for 5 seconds, plus give you points. We will discuss the points later. It should be noted that the bells do not respawn in the same round if Mappy dies. The Meowskis and Goro will continue to increase in speed in their pursuit of Mappy. This is the third house, and it starts with 5 Meowskis and Goro. Level 9 on level 9, you will still have bells to use, but use them wisely. You may need to skip the multiplier bonuses from this point on in order to complete the levels. This is a repeat of the third house, starting with 5 Meowskis and Goro. Level 10. The same number of enemies that you faced on levels 8 and 9 will be present on this level. Once again, use the bells to stun the Meowskis and Goro and collect that loot. This is a repeat of the third house, starting with five Meowskis and Goro. Level 11, bonus round. This is another repeat of the same bonus stage seen on levels 3 and 7. Use the trampolines to move across the board and go for the 5,000 point bonus at the end. Level 12, in addition to attic access, Mappy will now have a third type of door at his disposal, the trap door. Levels 12 through 14 have trap doors. These doors are on the floor and will be extremely useful when Mappy is being pursued by multiple enemies. This is the fourth house and it starts with six Meowskis and Goro. Level 13. By now, you will pretty much be running non-stop between trampoline jumps. Mappy's enemies will be bouncing and running very quickly, so get whatever loot is closest to you. This is a repeat of the fourth house, starting with six Meowskis and Goro. Level 14. Level 14 will have the same number of enemies as there were on the previous two levels. It will also be harder to get the multiplier bonuses. By tricking the Meowskis and Goro to fall through holes in the floor, the trapdoors will help you keep them off your tail. This is a repeat of the fourth house, starting with six Meowskis and Goro. Level 15, bonus round. This is simply a repeat of the bonus rounds 3, 7, and 11. Level 16. Level 16 marks the last original board in Mappy. This will be a tough board to beat, as there will be seven Meowskis and a Goro chasing you at all times. This is a repeat of the first house, but it starts with seven Meowskis and Goro instead of three Meowskis and Goro. While the same 16 boards will continue to be repeated, as we saw, the number of enemies and the layout of the house that Mappy faces will differ throughout the game. 
However, he will always have one Goro and at least seven Meowskis to battle with in each house from level 16 on. Bonus Rounds A bonus round is awarded to you after the second house and after every third house thereafter. That is to say, on levels 3, 7, 11, 15, 19, and every fourth level after that. In the bonus rounds, you bounce across a series of trampolines, scoring extra points by popping 15 different suspended red balloons. After 15 red balloons, there is a large blue balloon with Goro on it. Pop that, and you get a large bonus. Instead of a timer on the screen, your timer is a piece of music. If you're not fast enough, the bonus round ends when the music ends. If you die during a bonus round, the bonus round ends there, but the number of lives remaining is not affected. If you look closely at the Goro balloon, you will see that Goro himself is hiding behind his own balloon. Very sneaky. If you are able to pop the Goro balloon, he will fly up in the air. In the first bonus round, there are two red balloons in the final column. Some of the bonus rounds will have one red balloon in the final column, and other times it will have two red balloons. While you can use Goro to pop some of the red balloons if you pop him before the last few red balloons, this is not necessary and does not award you any additional points. I first saw this watching Replay Burner's long play and thought it was a glitch or a trick discovered by the player, but then later saw it mentioned on strategywiki.org. After every bonus round, a new feature is added to the gameplay, such as trapdoors, attics, bells that freeze the cats, or the hurry message will also appear sooner. While it is true that a new feature is added after every bonus round in the order of Attic after the first bonus round, Bells after the second bonus round, and Trapdoors after the third bonus round, I didn't verify that the hurry message happens sooner, but that would kind of make sense. I only saw that listed on Wikipedia, and I am not good enough to play that far and verify this, nor did I take the hour and 15 minutes to watch the complete long play by replay burners and time out each hurry message to see if they came progressively sooner. To save time in the bonus round, break through a trampoline by having Mappy bounce off a sidewall three times instead of going all the way up to the top of the jump each time. Push the stick left or right just as Mappy begins his jump. It should be noted that while I and every other website and podcast I've heard says pop a balloon, the game actually says sting instead of pop. Bonus round points. Popping a red balloon? 200 points. Popping the large blue Goro balloon? 2,000 points. Perfect game. Bonus for popping all of the balloons, 5,000 points. So, for a perfect bonus round, you get 10,000 points. 3,000 for popping 15 balloons at 200 each. 1, 2,000 points for popping the Goro balloon. And 5,000 points for a perfect game. Scoring. Bouncing on a trampoline, 10 points. Opening a door when a cat is near, 50 points. Although I couldn't get it to happen often, even when I knocked a cat over with the door. Grabbing a radio, 100 points. Grabbing a TV, 200 points. Nabbing a computer, 300 points. Grabbing the Mona Lisa, 400 points. And finally, grabbing a safe, 500 points. In addition, a special multiplier is applied if the second instant of an item is grabbed immediately after the first. So the first pair is 2x, second pair 3x, 
third pair, 4x, fourth pair, 5x, and finally, the fifth pair, 6x. Losing a life, however, resets the multiplier. Picking up loot while Goro is hiding behind it, a thousand extra bonus points. I must say, as a cat lover, this next part was a little hard for me to say. Catching cats in a microwave. One cat, 200 points. Two cats, 400 points. Three cats, 800 points. Four, 1,200 points. Five cats, 1,600 points. Six cats, 2,000 points. Seven cats, 3,000 points. Eight cats, 4,000 points. Nine cats, 5,000 points. And finally, 10 cats, which is actually 9 cats plus Goro, 6,000 points. I should note, when Goro is caught in the wave, he not only counts towards the number of cats captured, he also doubles the score. So you can score a max of 12,000 points if you get all 9 cats possible and Goro in one microwave. However, strategywiki.org mentions, be careful. A glitch occurs in the arcade version that only gives 1,010 points when 6,000 times 2 points is earned. Be sure that the glitch is fixed in your version. I cannot find any more information on this glitch, and I only know of the two ROMs. Anyone have a third or fourth patch ROM out there? Let me know. Hitting a cat with a bell, 300 points. Hitting Goro with a bell, 1,000 points. And dropping a cat through an open trap door, 300 points. Dropping Goro through an open trap door, 1,000 points. Although I just mentioned that you earn 300 and 1,000 points for dropping a Meowkey and Goro through a trapdoor respectively, I could not find out anywhere that actually stated how many points you get for dropping a cat through a hole created by a trapdoor, but watching Replay Burner's YouTube play, it seems to be 300 points each, and that is what appears on the screen when they hit the floor of the level below them. However, watching the video, it seems the first cat to fall through scores 600 points. But watching the video and doing subtraction, the value comes out to 300 points for each of the five individual cats that fell through the open trap door. I also watched later gameplay, and all the cats that fell through an open trap door only scored 300 points. I can't explain the visual change to the score of 600 points at one time, and yet the score is correct. My best guess is maybe the game AI knew that the second cat would fall through due to chasing Mappy, but. Given the age of the game, that seems highly unlikely. If you're interested, all the action takes place between 21 minutes and 21 minutes one second. Yes, it is just that quick. I also used Replay Burner's video to determine the points awarded for dropping Goro through a trap door. Strategies and Gameplay Houses have six floors, and some houses in later rounds have an attic. Mappy gets to the different floors by jumping on a trampoline. Mappy can jump three times on a trampoline, but on the fourth time it will break. The trampolines change color depending on how many times Mappy has used them without a rest. Once Mappy moves onto a floor, the trampoline resets and he can jump onto the trampoline another three times. The color cycle of the trampoline is green, blue, yellow, and finally red. When Mappy jumps on the trampoline, he will go to the top floor of the house unless you push the joystick left or right to move him onto a particular floor. You can move Mappy onto a floor as he's on the way up, but not on the way down. 
it should be noted that the cats, like Mappy, can also move onto a floor on the way up, but not on the way down. When you have to get off the trampoline because it turned red and a meow key is attached to you, jump left. Meow keys nearly always jump right. This is not necessarily true of Goro, so good luck at that point. Goro the boss cat does not chase Mappy. Instead, he moves around in a zigzag pattern. He also likes to hide for a few seconds behind a treasure. It should be noted that Goro is faster than the cats, so he still must be avoided at all costs unless he's behind a stolen item. The cats are very sneaky, and if given half a chance, will try to corner Mappy at the end of one of the platforms, or trap him on one of the floors that he must use to get to the treasures he's after. The cats have no defense mechanisms of any kind, but they also cannot be permanently eliminated either. When Mappy passes cats in the air, he is unharmed, but if Mappy runs into a cat anywhere else, he loses a life. However, you can slow one or more cats down for short periods of time. This is accomplished by having Mappy open or close a standard door in the cat's face to knock them down and stun them. When hit by the door, the cat or cats will be stunned for several seconds. When they are disabled like this, Mappy can walk right by them and not get caught. Another way to temporarily eliminate more than one pursuer at a time, Mappy can catch them in the microwaves emitted when opening power doors. The thick flashing doors that flicker with different colors. As your skill level increases, the number and directions of pursuers coming at you at any one time and the speed with which they move is gradually increased. Plus, their pursuit patterns become more and more devious while their overall accuracy is highly improved. Once all the treasure in the house has been retrieved, you move on to the next house. If the player takes longer than usual to clear around, a hurry message appears after which the music speeds up and the cats move more quickly and aggressively, and more Meowskis are added. Two will appear ready to drop, as the Meowskis normally do, immediately following the hurry message, and more Meowskis can arrive later on. If the player takes much longer after this, a green disc with Goro's face on it, named the Gozenzo coin, will drop onto the top middle platform and chase Mappy more effectively than the Meowskis. The Gozenzo can open doors and cannot be stopped by microwave doors or any objects. Also, it can kill Mappy while jumping on a trampoline. Difficulty Levels and Bonus Lives MAME states there are 8 difficulty levels, rank A through H. However, both the Mappy Parts and Operating Manual and Clov.com states that there are only 4 ranks, A through D. I'm not sure what ranks E through H are, but it appears that at least in version .143 of MAME, it is wrong. You can have 1, 2, 3, or 5 lives to start. Bonus life point options are based on the number of starting lives. There are 16 settings of points for acquiring bonus lives. 8 if you start with 1, 2, or 3 mappies, and 8 if you start with 5 mappies. For 1, 2, or 3 lives, the points needed for a bonus life are 20,000 points only, 20 and 60,000 points, 20 and 70,000, 20, 70, and every 70,000 points, 20 and 80,000 points, 20, 80, and every 80,000 points, 30 and 100,000 points, and finally, none. No extra bonus lives. For five lives, the points needed for a bonus life are 30,000 points only, 
30,000 and 80,000 points, 30,000 and 100,000, 30,000, 100,000, and every 100,000, 30 and 120,000, 40,000 points, 40, 120,000, and every 120,000 points. And finally, no bonus lives. World records. It is interesting to note that for once, both Orcade and Twin Galaxies agree on the settings for the respective world record entries. According to Orcade, Greg Bond holds the official record for this game with 658,160 points performed on May 29, 2002 at Funspot Arcade. Orcade does not list whether Greg played the North American or Japanese version, so I will assume it was the North American version. Twin Galaxies has tracks for both an original arcade cab and for MAME. The MAME version is listed as a US version, and the world record is held by Masanori Sato, submitted February 8, 2005, with a score of 571,620. The arcade version doesn't list whether it is the US North American version or the Japanese version, but I think it is safe to assume that it is the US North American version. The arcade record belongs to Mike Casper with a score of 2,313,890, performed January 30th, 2015, during the race to 100 million points on Robotron between David Gomez and Ken House in Ken's game room, known as the Kencade. It should be noted that Greg Bond holds second place at Twin Galaxies with a score of 1,277,410 points which he performed just two years after his arcade record on April 10, 2004. The settings for both versions are the same, but use different verbiage when you look at the rules. The settings are, for the main diff switch settings, ROM set mappy, cabinet upright, service mode off, difficulty rank B, rack tests and parentheses cheat off, freeze off, Bonus life, 20,000 and 70,000. Lives, 3. Special rules, none. The arcade dip switch settings are as follows. The 8 toggle switch at 5B. Switch 1 is on. Switch 2 is off. Switch 3 through 5 are unused. And switch 6 through 8 are off. The 8 toggle switch at 5E. All switches are turned off. Note, the above diff switches are the correct Twin Galaxies tournament settings for this title and will provide the following settings. Difficulty B, number of mappies 3, bonus mappies first at 20,000 and second at 70,000. Which, as I mentioned before, is the same for both Twin Galaxies and Orcade. Twin Galaxies mentions one extra rule that Orcade doesn't, and that is special rules. Due to a known bug in the scoring function, only... The final score attributed to player 1, top left, shall be accepted for record submission. Shout out. I'd like to give a shout out to my wonderful wife, Dr. Jennifer Ann Morrow, for getting me the perfect birthday gift, a mini mappy arcade game. I'm still terrible at it, just like the full-size cabinet, but it is so cute. Did I miss something important or get a fact wrong? Let me know. All feedback is appreciated. As some of you may have heard, 
I'm looking for your arcade memories to use in a future episode just on arcade memories. You can get them to me in multiple ways. Record a memory, or more if you're so inclined, or type them out for me to read and send them to 80sArcadePodcast at gmail.com or message me through Facebook or DM me through Twitter. Until next episode, this is Bob Johnson saying, always have a quarter ready. You never know where you'll find the next game. Thank you for listening to the 80s Arcade Podcast. We want to hear from you. You can reach us on Twitter at 80s Arcade Pod, on Facebook at 80s Arcade Podcast, and on the web at 80sArcadePodcast.com. 